Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 198, entitled Paper Mario Returns. We're going to be talking a lot about Paper Mario tonight. We're also going to be talking about the Wholesome Direct. We're going to be talking about the new Game Plus Expo, Lego Super Mario stuff, Smash Brothers Tournament, Xenoblade Chronicles, NES and SNES updates, Super Nintendo World. we got a lot to talk about tonight. My name's Steve, and I need people here to talk about this with me. Thankfully, I've got Barry. Hey, Barry. How's it going? Hey, always a pleasure. And also have Greg. Hey, Greg. Hi, everyone. Great to be back. Cool. So, yeah, and thanks to all you guys that are in the, the chat room joining us. Uh, feel free to toss your thoughts about any of the, dis- the news discussion uh, that, that you know goes on tonight that uh, you want to, you know, Throw in your thoughts about anything we discuss. We would love to, to see what you guys think about this. If you're watching after the fact, uh, feel free to just throw that down in the comments. We would love to hear your thoughts. And if you are listening to this on the podcast form, uh, the the audio only form of this uh, show, make sure that you also you know leave us a positive comment or a positive review. That'd be very helpful. Share this with other Nintendo fans. Um, we'd love for you to do that. Follow us on social media. We're uh, we're pretty much on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Nintendo Fuse, and also be sure to join our Discord because we love talking with you guys between the shows. So uh, yeah, before we get started with the news, let's talk about what we've been playing because it's always fun to to hear what you guys have been doing between shows. So uh, Greg, let's start with you. What have you been up to over the last couple weeks? Pretty much same old, same old. Fire Emblem Heroes continue. Going logging in daily and um, ranking pretty highly within the top 5,000 people playing the game and a lot of the game modes. And then along with that, I still am chugging away at Animal Crossing. It's just been like it's got a whole grip around our family. I've been more competing with my wife for playing on the Switch now because it's like, like, oh, let's watch a movie. and Oh, I want to like fix up our island some more and it's like oh well i don't get to play animal crossing and i don't get to try out another game instead it's like getting a chance to let her enjoy it so yeah so it's we've been time both- to get another switch <laughs> that's that's the only i think the only reason why i haven't really pushed for my wife to actually start playing because i know i think she'll enjoy it but i haven't fully pushed because i also know that she made steal my switch and then there there it goes my guys, you got to be smart. Get it your way. Do you have a light too? Um, I do, but they're both logged into my account. Um, I guess I could switch to the other one, but uh, but the problem is finding one nowadays. Like, unless I want to pay like a thousand dollars for a switch, um, it's it's kind of impossible to find you one. You know nowadays. what? That's a small price to pay to, to be able to play your other games, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and to keep your wife happy. I mean, <laughs> come on, you can't put a price on that. That's true. Even a thousand dollars. I think nope. she's happier if I'm not playing. <laughs> she's playing. And then she's like, "Oh, we don't need to buy another system just for an extra like." Because that's how she originally started. She was like, "Oh, do I get like my own island?" I'm like, "Uh, no." I'm like, "That's one of the most controversial things. It's like you, we all have to share the island." And then, now of course, now she's launched like two or other islands. But it's like, no, you know, you need a Nintendo Online account. It's like, really, it's like, how is this super family friendly? You know force like multiple products on the family and multiple <laughs> copies of the same game and you have to buy multiple online packages like what kind of <sighs> well there is the family pass and that i think goes up to like 10 people on the family pass so 
Oh yeah, that's Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, that's not bad at all for a full year, but still like a full second console and like a second copy of the game. Like that's seems kind of excessive. Yeah, all about the profit margin. <laughs> has your has your daughter uh, started clamoring for it herself too? And you have to get yeah, three of them at that point. <laughs> she, not really her own. She's has a lot more fun just like loading up her own character, and she doesn't mind that she just walks around. Like she, her house was formerly in like the art with all the villager residents, and she had a lot of fun over there. And then she's all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I want to move my house closer to yours, Daddy." And but then uh, she ended up moving back to the main part of the island by like the resident services building. So my wife built her a nice fancy waterfall because she liked my house by the waterfalls. And like, so nice. it's terraforming has been a lot of fun. And then there's also a point where we have to spend like a good 30 minutes kind of undoing the stuff that she does. Cause she just likes to like, Oh, I'm just going to carve a path right through this river. And I'm like, Oh, the river looked really good. <laughs> like, I'm going to start building a mountain right here in the middle of the road. And then like, Oh, now I got to take down the mountain, add back the road. <laughs> like, it's almost like we got to, there's too much power with the terraforming for a five-year-old child. You need the Dodo code for her. Just be able to you do everything brave. and then turn it, you know, it goes away as soon as she turns it off. I would have told her flat out, this is an adults only thing. <laughs> and that's uh, only unlocked for adults. Mommy and daddy only. <laughs> well, now we're like, don't touch this area because this area is like all done. So it's like <laughs> sooner, sooner than later, it's gonna be like, the whole island is in a good state. You don't need to do it. Like when she was playing today, I was like, no, no water shovel, no cliff shovel. Like, <laughs> could make roads. It's a lot easier to fix. But Nice. <laughs> nice. You're still brave to let her do that. <laughs> Erasing mountains. It's flower new mountains. It's a road right through it. <laughs> <laughs> Jakester, uh, or Greg, Jakester's asking where your tinfoil hat is. Uh, it's in the kitchen with all the other foil. That's <laughs> right there. Foil. Nice. You didn't come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch the wholesome direct, to be honest. <laughs> Oh. I did see his comment at Discord, and I was like, "Oh shoot! I really should like grab some sheets and make a cool hat <laughs> to wear for when I talk about Paper Mario later." But <laughs> next time, uh, being yeah, a little more prepared for the true. direct discussion was a little bit more important on my list. Yeah. Well, it's coming out July seventeenth, so before long, you know, at least you know by the time it launches, you get your get your hat ready. Uh, so, so yeah, that, was that pretty much it? Yeah, I haven't really had time to load up any other games because my wife's been logging like three hours like an evening, like just playing Animal Crossing and <laughs> I'm more stuck to like my phone or something. I've <laughs> highly debated buying New Leaf. It's come to that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's some use out of the 3DS and like I can nice. start playing like New Leaf or something. Nice. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that you're fully in the Animal Crossing world now. Like even considering going back and buying an old game, that's 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 a pretty it's a pretty big win for Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you very did get you, to see the island too. So yeah. he's been he was like my first real visitor to the island. So <laughs> I got the grand tour. <laughs> nice, nice. Barry, what have you up to? Oh, a lot of games since the last uh, <laughs> last uh, podcast. I did uh, I did Stone. Uh, which is a digital-only title. Uh, it's a weird stoner noir uh, game that virtually plays itself, and you're done with it in about an hour. Um, it's it's yeah, it's an interesting game. I did that one for the Playcast, 
I went back and replayed Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, uh, a second playthrough on Nightmare for the Playcast, which was a lot of fun. I forgot how much I liked that game. I'm actually doing a little bit now of Ritual of the Night. There's a new DLC that came out for uh, Zengetsu, so I've been doing that for the Playcast. Uh, outside of that, Animal Crossing has been a, a constant in my Switch. Um, in fact, uh, more times than not, I'm pulled back into it throughout the day, from trading DIYs to furniture to cataloging, and it's just uh, never-ending. Even though my island is, is virtually done, I'm still, you know, finding new things. Oh, I can use this space here. I could use this space here. My island has now become like a place for all my wives, um, like flowers that she doesn't want. She's like, oh, these are all, you know, hybrids that I don't really have room for. Pick them up and put them on your island. Just throw them over here. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what my island has, has kind of become. Um, I've also been doing Trials of Mana. I've been really trying to finish that game um, this week um, before Xenoblade comes out. And I'm in Chapter 6. So uh, Chapter 6 is the last chapter. There's a, there's a seventh chapter, which is the epilogue uh, and, like, end game stuff. So I don't know how much I'm going to tackle that, but I'm happy with my progress. Although I'm only able to play short little bits at a time. Before it's like, up oh, new villager crafting, gotta pop out the game and switch over. And uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, I did also, we did a, a under $1 challenge uh, for the Playcast. So I did do that last week, and I'm doing uh, that again this week. And I don't have this game, this week's game picked yet, but last week I played Just Glide, which was a whopping 11 cents. And I highly recommend that you do not touch that game. Uh, that is <laughs> not worth 11 cents. Um, it is a really terrible Flappy Bird style paper airplane game. Uh, do not touch that game. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, Final Fantasy XIV, of course. Um, and Dragalia Lost just had a big update. So I've been playing that and Mario Kart Tour. And uh, I haven't touched Pokemon Go in a long time. And I'm so happy to be done with that game <laughs> because of this quarantine. But yeah. <laughs> Now, Jakester's now like, oh, you got to go start Problem Three Houses. Like, no, Xenoblade's coming out. I got all these other games <laughs> on my plate. I'm doing like five games a day. I can't do anything <laughs> right now. Firearms nice. a little bit higher, more priority than Xenoblade. So get out. Uh, get, get <laughs> out I'll, I'll side with Jakester Jake on that. <laughs> no, no, Jakester will side with me. Get out of here. We're going to have some fun uh, conversation around that later. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> specifically Xenoblade. Um, but uh, Jakester did say he, he finished his first Three Houses playthrough. I uh, played some more Ori as well. And uh, yeah, be sure to let us know what you guys have been playing in the uh, in the chat. We'd love to to know what you guys have been playing. Um, I've been playing Rocket League and Animal Crossing pretty much exclusively over the last couple of weeks, except for Barry and I did get a chance to play Save Your Nuts finally. Um, and oh, we, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and we, yeah, we, uh, we, we recorded our first time playing through it. So if you haven't checked that out on our channel, uh, be sure to do that. Um, it's a blast, uh, just kind of watching us beat up on each other and go after these little acorns and, yeah. Um, and since then, the the developers have actually reached back out to us and and said that a couple of things that we pointed out they're going to be patching or fixing in the in a future uh, update, which is pretty cool. And then also let us know um, some of the things that we just didn't naturally catch. Um, and so like unlocking things um, wasn't incredibly clear, but as you play through it with a single player, you actually unlock things. Um, and also, it seems like the areas that that we thought we were like, why, why is it still saying that that's the new, new level or whatever that we haven't played yet? It's because we didn't win in that level yet. So that's what you got to do. I guess you got to win in each of them to kind of 
progress through and, and stuff. So who knows, maybe we'll spend some more time with it and try to unlock some of the other modes at some point. Um, because I, I'm, I'm looking forward to some of those modes. I think the, the basketball one looks kind of cool because you have to shoot them up instead of just take them to your, your dog house or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other modes on there that I'm looking forward to eventually playing. So, but yeah, that was cool for, uh, the developers kind of reach out and say, yeah, there are some updates coming and, and uh, some just quality of life fixes and stuff that I think will make that even more um, something that that people should get. Um, and then also, I this is not a, a uh, game, but a product that I ended up ordering the Genki Blue, uh, Bluetooth um, adapter. It is phenomenal. I don't know if you guys have have it or not, but I ended yeah, up. I have it. It's been out for a while, but I finally just like went down and got it, and it was, oh my gosh, it's so good. And the latency is so low; like I was not expecting it for Bluetooth. And yeah, very very highly recommend uh, that if you're if you're tired of plugging in your headset, um, you can you can play uh, with Bluetooth headset with uh, with the Genki adapter. So, um, let's see. Looks like uh, we got some more people talking about what they're playing in the chat. Uh, Chargers fan for life says they've been playing the original Paper Mario on Chapter 7 right now and Dragon Quest 11 on Switch. So that's awesome. Kind of getting ready for Paper Mario The Origami King, I guess, uh, which we'll go into and talk about now. So uh, out of nowhere, we have Paper Mario news. Uh, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys, we, none of us, I think, saw this coming. Uh, but Paper Mario, the Origami King, is coming to Switch on July 17th. So not too far away, we get to, uh, I guess, possibly, uh, depending on your thoughts about this game, enjoy a uh, another Paper Mario game. Uh, it's the, the trailer definitely seems, uh, makes it seem like the story is, is very, it, it's intriguing, I guess. And that's right. I wrote about it in our article too. Um, but as you watch it, you'll see like princess peaches is almost acting as an enemy. And so it seems like, uh, this origami King, uh, King Ollie comes, uh, claims to be the ruler of origami kingdom and has hatched a devious plot that endangers everything Mario holds dear. It looks pretty dangerous on paper. So someone who's a cut above the rest is needed to save the day. And so, yeah, um, Basically, kind of followed that story along, but uh, in for terms of new stuff, the press release also talks about how uh, there's a new range of tools uh, that Mario has at his disposal to help secure victory. One of Mario's new abilities is called the Thousand Fold Arms, uh, allowing you to interact with the landscape by stretching it out and pulling it, peeling it, and revealing new locations, helping you solve puzzles and uncover unexpected prizes. Um, so yeah, along the way, similar to other Paper Mario games, you're going to, uh, enlist several different allies and, and other people along, uh, characters along the way. And there also introduces this new ring-based battle system that lets you, uh, flex your puzzle solving skills to line up scattered enemies and maximize damage along the way. So yeah, uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Greg, I'm going to go to you first because I know you have, I think you have some pretty strong feelings about Paper Mario and, and I do not. I have very, very little experience with Paper Mario. Uh, I think the, the Paper Mario game that I played the most 
was Super Paper Mario, which was one of the the biggest departures from the whole uh, series, as I hear. And so um, I enjoyed it because it was more of a platformer. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, Greg, why why are people up in arms about Paper Mario: The Origami King? Well, to be honest with you, it's really more because of the last two games have really kind of soured the franchise overall. So like Sticker Star and um, uh, Color Splash were both not a, um, up to par games of the original games. The most shrouded upon one is A Thousand Year Old Door. Some people tell you it's overrated. Other people tell you it's the best game in the entire series. Um, that's actually the only Paper Mario game I haven't played. Um, I have played the N64 one. I got pretty close to actually beating it and then i'd lost my sav data on wii or wii u whatever um virtual console i had it on um but the main thing is it's like they're not really learning from sticker star and uh color splash like they've kind of made the battles pretty much obsolete and they turned it into like this unnecessary like mini game and then you don't even get any reward for completing it like they took completely removed the xp system so you don't level up you don't really get really stronger it's just you could pretty much beat the entire game just avoiding most of the common battles and just doing the boss battles because that's how meaningless they are so i did have i did beat sicker star i didn't really like it a lot i did get pretty decently far into color splash but didn't really finish that one either so Hmm. um yeah so i'm looking forward for them to turn it around to be much better than those nice nice Barry, do you uh, do you agree with Greg's assessment? Or are you are you uh, are you excited about this one? I'm excited about this one. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like Sticker Star or Color Splash. I uh, did not play Color Splash. I bought it. I planned on playing it, but I didn't. I did play Sticker Star, and I didn't have the hate for it that other people did. But I totally understand the criticisms. Um, I just found it more of like a, a light-hearted um, Paper Mario. Um, obviously, the original and Thousand Year Door are the staples of what people expect. Um, I mean, the original was really Mario RPG 2 in development, and it was just a phenomenal game. Uh, Super Paper Mario, I had a lot of fun with. I loved what they did using the paper and the, the looking from you know, the 2D perspective to looking at the 3D and using that to get behind objects. And I, don't know, I just thought that was really cool. But yeah, it was a departure. Mm. Um, this looks like it's more returning to form, so to speak, uh, even though you know, some people will point out that it's really only 50% or, or 40% of the Paper Mario games are the quote-unquote form. But mm. it looks like we're going to add helpers again and you know, battles are going to be you know, have have a point to them. I mean, there's no point in in grinding or, or fighting RPG battles if you're not going to get something for it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna wait. And especially the, the thing that sucked about Sticker Star, and I believe Color Splash used this too, is that you had a resource system. So not only were battles in like Sticker Star pointless because you didn't get experience, but you also wasted your stickers on these battles. And once you wasted them, they were gone. You had to get more. Mm. Um, so it was just a constant, oh, I need to use jump on these. And now I have to waste my jump stickers. And I only have three of them right now, and I was saving them for the boss. Um, so it's one of those things where I hope they get rid of that whole limited resource things. It's one of the reasons I hated Final Fantasy VIII or, or, or just liked it the least because of the whole draw system. I, if I want to cast fire, I want to be able to cast fire unlimited as long as my MP... Uh, allows me i don't want to have to have another resource management mm. mp is already a resource in the game um and in paper mario i think it was flower points or whatever 
Um, same thing. Like, if you already have one resource, don't add a second resource on top of it. Hmm. But I do have high hopes for this. Um, I this when this launched, uh, the trailer launched. It pretty much my first thought wasn't, oh my god, a new Paper Mario. Oh my god, those rumors are right. Oh my god, I can't wait to see this. It was this pretty much confirms there is no more June Direct and that there is no more E3 hmm. Direct. And while this is going to be exciting to watch. Uh, this means June is going to be that much less exciting <laughs> of a month. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, to a game like this is, is definitely something they you'd think they would they would show off uh, for sure at, at something that big. Um, Greg, of the of the new elements and everything that they they talk about in this game, um, do those excite you, or do you think they may just be a gimmick? What do, What do you think about the new elements? I don't know, like that thousand. Um, hand thing kind of seems like it's like the latest gimmick like i think that started with uh, super paper mario and wii i mean that one was i played that one fully and i absolutely loved that one i also enjoyed the platforming and everything with that one as well along with the story and that's also like when the game actually kind of meant something in that, like hmm. decent all-around uh systems but then it just seems like they're just trying to to me it feels like they just kind of add in like a gimmick like that like was first it was stickers and then it was paint and now it's um like kind of like tearing again hmm. so it's kind of similar in nature that it's just kind of something to do with like a paper craft and they just kind of twist it around to make it a little bit different for the story i mean they're pretty content like i mean that shouldn't be too too bad to deal with i'm mostly more concerned with the battle system because in the trailer they did show you only have only so many rotations of the rings and you know there's gonna be enemies and like boss battles that like force you to like turn it and then it won't quite turn all the way or and then you'll have to waste another turn to do that or something like that. It'll just move to another ring and another spot and you have to re-rotate it back over. I mean, it just kind of seems like it's going to be unnecessary time like padding onto the battles. Yeah. Just like taking a, taking a card. Now I got to paint the card. Now I got to play the card or, <laughs> I mean, it just makes it unnecessarily longer battle sequence. That I don't think it needs to be as long as they're trying to make it out to be. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Jakester says that he's intrigued at least, but he just wants uh, he he just wants your uh, tinfoil hat, Greg. Um, <laughs> but he says with color color splash, even uh, if you waste cards, they just throw cards back at you. The same with money, so you can buy unlimited fire flowers. Um, Chariot Goblin says that uh, Super Paper Mario always looks cool with the changing perspective. It's one of those games that he just missed somehow back in the day. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. There's actually an indie game coming out really soon. I forget the name of it, um, but it, it is also using that 2D and 3D change of perspectives. Um, blanking on the name of it, but I just got the press release uh, from it just the other day. Um, so yeah, it's something that I don't think uh, you know a lot of platformers are using. So um, but I also do know that a lot of people were upset with Super Paper Mario because it was such a departure from from that. Uh, Barry, is there is there any way that Paper Mario will go back to what they like what they did in the beginning? Like, is that is there any chance that they would ever go back to that standard RPG thing, especially now that the whole paper or the Mario and Luigi franchise seems to be dead? Uh, I don't know necessarily that the uh, Mario RP or Mario and Luigi is dead. Um, obviously, the uh, developers aren't uh, doing so hot right now, but uh, I do think that uh, that there is a chance 
Um, the problem is not whether it will go back. It's whether Nintendo will allow it to go back. What I mean by that is Nintendo, for the most part, the way they do their game development is they don't like to make a game unless they can have some kind of unique hook that is exclusive pretty much to that game. Mm. And that's that's the main reason we haven't had a new F-Zero is because Miyamoto pretty much said there's nothing we could think of that would be completely new um, to do. Therefore, we're just not going to give you the same game with more tracks, which is what people are asking for. Mm -hmm. They don't listen to the fans, um, especially Nintendo of America. They don't listen. They do things to their own beat. So could we have a classic style Paper Mario? Absolutely. It's it's. They did it twice. They obviously could do it again. It's if they want to. And as long as the people in charge feel that they won't do a new game unless there's some kind of brand new hook, um, then we're not getting that. And that's what they try with Sticker Star and Color Splash. And all those things are, are neat little gimmicks. I mean, they're all neat little paper motif gimmicks. And, and, and I get it. Um, you know, the ideas were sound. The execution failed. In my opinion, and in many others, so it really, really depends on what they want to do. So this, you know, it, it's almost a double-edged sword because a lot of times Nintendo will uh, give us things before we realize we want those things. Um, it, it's so funny because oh my god, that's such a genius idea. How could we not think about that? And and they'll come up with it. They'll just say boom, here it is, or they'll perfect it. Um, and that's I think why everyone loves Nintendo. Um, but that's not to say they're without their faults. And this, of course, would be a huge one. So I would love to see a return to form, so to speak, Paper Mario. I think a lot of people would. Um, it's really in Nintendo's hands because I think if you had every single person on the planet that did not work at Nintendo pretty much say, yes, this is what we want, and put down the money, and right there and then, every single person, 7 billion-plus people, put down $60 right in front of Nintendo. We are buying the game. A crap ton of money. Nintendo, knowing how they are, would probably say, people don't want this. <laughs> they want something like Sticker Star. Uh, and that's exactly the way they work. Yeah. They, they don't see the obvious in front of them. Uh, they're, they're looking in a fourth dimension or a fifth dimension, and we just, we just can't perceive what they see. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember, recall, they a lot of the stuff around um, Sticker Star was like feedback they got from Super Paper Mario. There was like a survey on Club Nintendo or something, and it was like, oh, did you really like the story, or did you really like this part about the game, or like being able to do this or that? And then, like, I know people were, I think, reportedly said they didn't really like the RPG elements, and that's kind of why they moved away from like leveling and XP and equipment and that kind of stuff. And then I think they even kind of said the sto uninteresting story or something, so they even like toned that down a little bit and made it more basic, just like with Bowser. And like <laughs> that's what I vaguely remember from like that time, like uh. whatever, like 15 years ago or whatever that was. Uh. Interesting. Then they're listening to the wrong people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. It's a very vocal uh, portion of, of gamers that really want uh, a standard RPG again. Um, Greg, would, would you would you want Paper Mario to, to take that, that Mario RPG thing? Or would you rather them just go back to the standard uh, you know, Mario RPG, even remake it for, for modern, you know, modern console? 
See, I was always a larger fan of the Mario and Luigi series. Mm. And then they use that as an excuse to take those elements out of Paper Mario. But now they're not even making new Mario and Luigi games. So I would love for them to get those elements back into Paper Mario, whether it's like you have the helpers in the battle and they can help attack and defeat enemies. And like, I really want to just be able to earn XP and like feel like you're like leveling up and like battles have like a reason to like actually happen, not just like oh shoot, I have to spend another five minutes doing all these gimmicks and I'm not even I'm just gonna throw a few coins at me that I don't even need. Like that's, mm. I mean, because even in Color Splash, I was just trying to like run away from any of the battles that I could, like not even initiate them if I could, and then like run around them or have them like chase me away and. It was more fun trying to do that just to, and sit through another battle and have to paint the card and swipe it on. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> nice, nice. So the the question uh, remains is, will you guys be picking up Paper Mario, the Origami King? Other other than for your collection, Barry, would you be picking it up <laughs> normally? <laughs> yes, normally I would be. Um, like I said, I, I still picked up Color Splash before I went for the Wii U set. Um, I had full intentions to play it. I just didn't get around to it. So I have full intentions to play this. Uh, obviously, this is a weird year. So in July, I'm probably going to have some time. Although it's interesting because uh, Sony is dropping one of their biggest games this year the same day, I believe. So it's it's going to be an interesting uh, a battle there uh, in terms of sales. But yeah, I do intend to play it whether or not I get around to it is another story, <laughs> but I have full intentions to play it. <laughs> nice, nice. Greg, you can be getting it. Probably, unfortunately, just to, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> to see, <laughs> just wow. to see if they've started to like learn from their, their days. I you do know like the paper brand. I've always applauded their sense of humor in those games. That's like always like to the next level. Like each, they still manage to get like new paper puns and like cardboard jokes and everything like that. Like all those little like off the wall things, I absolutely love the games for. Like that's been present since like Super Paper Mario. You could still see it in Sticker Star and Colored Splash, and those were my fa- easily my favorite element of both those two previous entries. So, so, so does that mean you're beginning this one physically? If you if you don't like it, then you could at least sell it back, right? Yeah, it's quite possible. It also determines on which stores are open at that point in time. It looks like my state will be reopened by that point for the most part, but we'll see. Bestbuy.com ships right to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Walmart.com, you can save $10. (laughs) Maybe. Actually, I don't know. I went online, but you do it in store. I don't know. Walmart's are open around here. It's like the only store. Um, All right. Uh, Well, I will not be getting it because I don't get those games um i'm pretty sure even when i played super paper super paper mario it, i rented it back when you could still do that um <laughs> even redbox did away with video game rentals that's crazy um but it's surprisingly gamefly is still around so uh <laughs> There you go. I guess you can still rent that way. Um, let's move on to uh another event uh there was a direct recently i don't know if you guys Found if you guys saw that there was a direct. Uh, oh no, not a not a Nintendo direct. No, sorry, I got your hopes up. It was a wholesome direct. This is by Wholesome Games, uh, a great company. That um, they're they're a publishing company, right? They they take the 
as far as I know, I think they're the, they're the publishers. So they take a lot of these indie developers that have are amazing, um, like like I said, wholesome games that really tug on your heartstrings. They're really clean. They're really family friendly. They're they're just great wholesome games. Um, and then they uh, they put them out there. So they had a wholesome direct today, and um, yeah, they showed off over fifty games, I believe, and they're all listed on their website. So if you don't want to um, actually like go through and watch the entire direct, um, you can also just go to their website and, and check out all the different games that they have listed. I mean, Button City, Errand Boy, Ooblets, Kind Words. The list goes on and on. I'm just going to keep scrolling these on my screen uh, or on the screen here uh, while you guys uh, talk about it, but. But yeah, there's a lot of different games. Um, they all have a similar kind of approach, or not all of them. I, I felt like a lot of them had a similar sort of art style um, as well. A lot of them are from the same uh, developers uh, too, but they're pretty much almost there. A lot of them are coming out this year. A lot of them are coming out 2021. Um, most of them, we don't know if they're going to come to Switch or not. So... There's not a whole lot we want to dive into directly. Um, there was only one game that was uh, specifically announced for Switch. Um, but I'd love to just get you guys general thoughts about uh, the Wholesome Direct and, and what you thought. So, Greg, what do you think about the Wholesome Direct? I almost thought it was on the, a little bit on the boring side. Um, I was do like this, like have the developers talk about their games, but like I was, I don't know, I wasn't really following like their um discussion as much like as I would have liked. So it was just kinda like trying to see the new trailers and just try to see the games and like some stuff was just like the trailers were just like almost like a title loading screen and like you couldn't even really see gameplay. So it's like how am I supposed to really say I'm excited for this game? I don't even know much about it. So Overall, I felt like it could have been a little bit better. And they kept like mentioning, like, "Oh, here's another wholesome game from this wholesome developer." Like they were like really like throwing that word in like every sentence that they spoke yeah. too. So, yeah, Greg would or uh, Barry, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you could definitely tell that they were mimicking Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. uh, with all their title cards and uh, just the way they were presenting it and. I, I liked it. I, I did feel it was a little on the boring side, and I think that that stemmed from a number of factors. One, the length. It was a long direct, uh-huh. like a, almost 40 minutes. Two, um, there's virtually no attachment to any of these franchises. You know, If they said a 40-minute Nintendo Direct, everyone's all excited right. uh, because usually it's a franchise we we know and we love and we're waiting for the next installment or it's a game we're already excited for. And if it's not, if it's something brand new, it's like, Ooh, okay, this is intriguing, but that's one or two or maybe three things that are brand new thrown in there. This all was virtually brand new. And, and I think that's the nature of Indies. I mean, even if you watch any of Nintendo's indie worlds or indie showcases or anything like that, uh, you'll see a lot of people go like, Oh, you know, that wasn't as great, you know, because it wasn't, you know, the Mario's and the Zelda's and stuff like that. And it's not supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to let the indie developers um, get some spotlight. And I love indies. I, I've met a lot of indie developers um, from my years going to play NYC. Um, I'm friends with a lot of indie developers. And there's a charm to passion projects that you don't see with a lot of big AAA. And sure. you could tell a lot of these are passion projects. One of guy even said 
this is the type of game I wanted. I felt it was missing. I made it. I hope you enjoy. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where um, there are a lot of intriguing games and games that I'd love to know more on. Um, some of them are not out anytime soon. Uh, some of them will be out tomorrow or today. Um, I do hope a lot of these do find their way to the Switch. I think a lot of them can uh, find a good home there. Uh, I do think it's just easier for a small team to work with uh, PC. Pro, you program on PC anyway. Um, maybe they don't, they're not approved by Nintendo yet. Therefore, they at least want to get their game out on Steam, see how they do, get some money, then bring that to Nintendo to get it on the Switch. Um, so I would like to see some of them out on the Switch. Uh, I do think that it was great that Wholesome put this together. In a, a t first off, this is a time of uncertainty for a lot of people. Uh, and, and while, yes, they definitely threw that wholesome word out there, uh, you know, we, we need a little bit of a wholesome right now. Um, the world is a pretty ugly place. Um, so it's great to do this and great to have this and, and let, let the community see some new games. And, you know, there's no E3. The, a, lot of these, a lot of these studios, they would rely on the trade shows to let people get hands-on. They would rely on the Play NYCs. They would rely on the, rely on the PACs. They would rely on E3. Um, they would rely on a lot of these bigger shows to bring in people, get that hands-on. They don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, that is a huge loss for them this year. So to see Wholesome stand up and say, we're going to do this and at least give you a platform, uh, I think is great, and they need to be commended. And they already said at the end that there's going to be another one next year. Um, so I do hope next year's is a little bit more refined and a little bit less boring. Um, but you know what? It's their first year. You know, every, everyone's first. You, you can't expect, you know, to be the best show ever. But it, they're delivering something where other, other people aren't, including Nintendo. Mm -hmm. like, like I said, Nintendo probably is not going to have a June Direct. Um, we, you know, the last one we had was a Mini, and the last one before that was in September. So I applaud any type of, of way to let, you know, developers have a platform. So... Yeah. You know, would I recommend it? If, if you look through that list and you said, oh, that looks exciting, exciting, uh, definitely give them some love. Um, give them a chance. In the video, it showed their Twitters. Follow them on Twitter. You know, let them know. Um, because, you know, when you're a small developer, you know, if you sell 50 copies, you're ecstatic. Um, you know, if, if, if 50 people like you, oh, my God, you feel like on top of the world. Yeah. So be nice. You know, one of the games is kind words. Be nice. You know, show some love. Show some, hey, I saw your, your game. It looks great. I'm sure it's going to go a long way for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it seems like the only game, like I said, uh, that was mentioned specifically for Switch was the very last one. It's a game called Ha, I think, or Ha. I'm not sure if you how you pronounce that exactly. I initially thought it was just H O A, so I thought it was like a, a you know a, a homeowners association. Uh, uh, simulator or something like that but it definitely was not the case um but yeah it's a platforming adventure game uh hand-painted art um looked really pretty and so i'm excited about uh that that one game coming out uh greg did you did you get to check out uh ha i guess is how we're going to go with that for now and um what do you think about that one that one was one of the ones i was really interested in i really do like the um action adventure type games so that's almost like a legend of zelda like hollow knight type of game where it's just a lot of cool platforming and beating enemies and 
exploring really cool worlds even if it is just like 2d it's completely fine with me i really like those kind of side scrollers so yeah that one was definitely one that caught my eye and hopefully will come out before we know it um there was a second game i think was already confirmed for switch though i don't know if you had had caught it it was that spirit fair game Mm. um they have like a special like teaser i think and that one was also mentioned to be coming to consoles shortly after um it's steam launch so okay cool i thought skatebird wasn't that also shown off at an indie direct it was yeah 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 skatebird was too and yeah so i think those are the only ones that actually i don't know if i actually caught it if i'm talking about it but um but yeah, I think that it would have been cool to, to see, and maybe they just don't have those deals with Nintendo yet, yeah. um, so they really couldn't share what they don't know. Um, but but yeah, I think uh, a lot of these these games are cool. I, I think, like you said, Barry, I mean, it's so cool to see a lot of these teams are just a couple people, maybe one person in their basement just making a passion project, and I think that's awesome. That, that we can we can actually have those games and and to have a bunch of them that that really are just a, a game that someone said hey I want to play this game so I'm gonna make it and let's see if other people want to enjoy it as well um, I think that's awesome and I we I've said many many times that uh, and all of us have said that that it's so cool that that the indie scene has been growing on Nintendo systems uh, because that it allows more of us to see, to have exposure to those, those great games that are just being, being made in basements and bedrooms um, that, uh, that we normally wouldn't have seen on, you know, N64 and GameCube and even Wii. But now we're getting those options, uh, those opportunities to see some, some fantastic games. Um, But Barry, you you bring up some uh, interesting points. Do you think that we will see more, videos and events like this than from indies since it seems like nintendo's not i mean granted we're in the middle of this this coronavirus thing so so maybe we can just chalk it up to that but it also seems like they haven't really been putting that much emphasis on the nintendo directs recently they've kind of left it to the the individual individual developers and publishers do you think that's that's the direction we're going now not with nintendo no I think the reason we haven't had direct is because in Japan, um, it's very hard for them to work from home. Um, these are, you know, a lot of the Nintendo games are intricate games. It requires a big team. It requires, you know, people right there working together. And like Sakurai even stated, like one of the reasons the Smash DLC is delayed is because the developers are forced to work from home. Now, for some people. Um, they are able to do that. Others, they're working in the same space that their wife is in or their husband's in, and it's really hard for them to concentrate. Their kids are running around because uh, Japanese apartments are very small. And in some cases, there are developers that don't even have enough room in their apartment for the, the computers. Like they try to deliver, here's, here's what you need, your workstation, and there's no room in their apartment. They can't work from home. Um, so I think these are all factors that have been forcing delays. Uh, I think Nintendo wants to do directs. Absolutely. They look forward to E3 every year. Um, they, they, they've made it a point to even when Sony backed out of E3 2020, they made a statement saying E3 2020 is important to us. E3 is important to us. We're going to be there. So it, it really, to me, feels like this is just an effect of the coronavirus. 
But I do think that video presentations like this are going to um, continue. I mean, I don't know how quickly we're going to get back into the con scene. Uh, I know one of the cons I was looking forward to, a video game con uh, here in Jersey, was just canceled for 2020, and is you know 2021 has been announced instead. Um, so I, I think you're going to see a lot of that. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if I get a message from Dan saying, hey, Play NYC 2020 is canceled. Instead, we're going to do a playcrafting video um, presentation for all the games that we would have shown off. Um, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, it, it sucks, but, you know, this this gets the information right to people. Uh, let let's people, more people at least see this. I don't think anybody, you know, was watching E3 coverage is going to be like, Oh, I want to see Melon Journey too. They won't even know what that is. But if you look at that, that looks like a really cool Game Boy style game, and you know, like that would fit perfectly in, in the 1990s Nintendo era. Cool. Let me see more. Um, so it's a double-edged sword, but I do think that Nintendo wants to do more, and I think it's great that other publishers and other developers are kind of picking up the slack because they they know they're hungry they're hungry too you have to remember a lot of these developers like they're small teams they look to nintendo microsoft and sony they absolutely do i guarantee you when a nintendo direct is announced they're just as excited as we are not maybe not everyone but the majority of them are like oh let's see what they're doing because it's all about inspiration and and they're gamers at heart i'm fairly certain that every game you saw on the wholesome direct the developers there Every developer at least played a Nintendo game growing up or, or had a Nintendo be part of their childhood and it inspired them. So I'm fairly certain they're still fans. Um, you know, I'm sure their dream is to be on the Switch um, for the games that aren't there yet. And I'm sure they're hoping that Nintendo sees this and reaches out and says, we want you to be an, an indie or be part of our indie showcase or whatever. Uh, when I was talking with um, the Swim Sanity's developers and I said, hey, you guys... You were right there on that Nindy showcase. That's where most people found your game. What was the response to it? Like, how was the reaction? Unbelievable, they said. It was absolutely unbelievable, um, the amount of attention that got. So I think I think they're all aspiring to do that, and I hope it happens for them. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it, it'd be very similar to, you know, someone that, that is able to, I don't know, be a professional singer and they they get a really good following on youtube for instance but then all of a sudden they have a, a big break let's say and they're able to be featured on jimmy fallon or something that you know they have a really good following and and have had people like viewing their stuff and following them but all of a sudden just that that potential audience just grows exponentially at that point and i think that's that's what nintendo directs really do for them greg do you do you agree do you think we're gonna see the re the return of the nintendo direct eventually yeah i i think we will i just it's probably just a matter of time until like japan's able to get kind of more back to a normal state and people are back to working in the office and they're able to start doing like these recorded videos again um they might even be able to do another like nindy showcase too to like kind of might piggyback off of the wholesome direct and be like oh like all these are also coming to the nintendo switch as a timed exclusive or something like that too so that's also another avenue they could take i mean just because it showed off in the wholesome direct doesn't necessarily mean it's not coming to switch or oh, no, playstation 4 either so right right and, and i guarantee you someone at nintendo was watching guarantee you mm. somebody was there 
and and watching that and writing down those names and those Twitters and anything that they looked at and said this would be great for the Switch, I'm sure they were reaching out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so kind of in similar news, uh, on June 23rd, we're going to have uh, a little uh, event's going to be online called the New Game Plus Expo, um, which honestly throws me off every time I see it because it just looks like the New Game Expo. Um, but uh, it's a New Game Plus Expo on, like I said, June 23rd, 2020, uh, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time, uh, and you can watch it all live. And um, yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of different publishers there. Uh, you guys can see them on the screen right now. I'm just scrolling on the, the uh, New Games Plus website. Um, but yeah, uh, a bunch of them up there. Nintendo is um, missing as of now, but uh, hey, you never know. Um, we still got some time, I'm sure. This is, uh, as far as I know, this is the first time they're, they're doing this. Correct me if I'm wrong, is that, is that correct? This, this is the yeah. first time they're doing this. Yeah, this this is like an E3 substitute almost. Cool. So so yeah, they're they're still I'm sure lining up a bunch of different stuff. Um, I'm sure they they didn't plan on doing this. They were probably kind of like, hey, uh, so what's uh, what can we do instead of, of this? And so they're I'm sure they're yeah they're probably still reaching out to Nintendo trying to convince them that they're and same with a bunch of other uh, bunch of other um, game publishers as well. Um, Barry, what do you what do you think of this? Are you excited about it? Is this something that uh, you can get behind? I, I'm excited, um, mainly because there's no E3, um, so you know that a lot of these developers they they have stuff for E3. They always plan for for big surprises come June, and you know they're probably like, oh crap, I guess I'm just going to drop it like Paper Mario. But but instead, they're maybe holding off. So well, hopefully, we see some really cool stuff from these developers. Uh, exclusively. So I, I definitely plan to be watching that day. Um, will I watch the whole day? It really depends on how the presentation is. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Treehouse. I love the way they did the Treehouse at E3. Um, you know, tune in and out from different parts, but at least it, it showed off games. And I always love the press conferences whenever they, you know, that happens at E3. I look forward to it. So I, I'm happy this is happening. Um, I think if E3 was happening right now, like um, I think this would be competition. I don't think this this would would split the announcements. I don't think it would be as good. But for for this year, um, provided there's no E3 next year or there isn't E3 next year, I think this is a great substitute. I know Jeff Keighley is doing the Summer of Games. That's kind of broken off though. It's kind of hard to get super excited about something that you know it's it's periodic. It's not mm -hmm. something you could set your calendar to. And this is something. It's one day you could set your calendar to it. Uh, just pretty much a day of, of announcements, I'm assuming, maybe some gameplay. I really don't know what to expect, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, basically just says it's a, it uh, features a diverse assortment of dozens of titles spanning every genre, and uh, you get to look into what's next from, from all these publishers. That's about it. Greg, do you think this is going to be a, a sufficient substitute for E3? I think it's about as best as you're going to be able to get it. Um, Unfortunately, we don't know if Nintendo will be there or not, but it's great that other publishers are coming together to take some time to make some announcements, show their games, and we can kind of see how they're playing. Um, just like the wholesome uh, being a direct, I also saw that they went to the Nintendo naming convention of using, oh, new and plus. And like <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do what you can, I guess. Yeah. 
If it works, it works. I don't know why it works, but apparently it works. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I just looked at it, 623. Not our next podcast, but the one after that is the same day. Ah. So we have the Wholesome Direct the, today, the day of this podcast, and then two podcasts from now will be NG Plus Games. You know what, uh, what number episode that is? Is that number 100? 200. Too, right? <laughs> 200, I mean. Yeah, yeah, wow. So look at that. <laughs> well, we know what our topic's going to be. <laughs> That's true. Hopefully a lot of games we get to talk about that day. Uh, hopefully uh let's see let's go to the chat you guys uh talking about that a little bit jakester says that he hopes atlas shows uh smt5 uh but he's uh, but i'm not going to hmm. um but anyhow i'm not really sure what that means uh I, he's not he's not gonna show it off uh <laughs> but uh um he's also hoping for king of fighters 15 to be announced um so we'll see yeah it's it's interesting to I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think one of the cool things is that I, I think with this void, we're seeing a lot of different, you know, publishers pop up. We're seeing a lot of events like this pop up online and it could continue to change the, 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 uh, the atmosphere there for, for uh, how gaming events and stuff are done. I think we've talked about that, you know, several episodes ago when, when all this started. Um, back when Gamescom and everything else, we were speculating about E3, all these different things. It's like, okay, how is this actually going to affect the gaming industry, especially these events moving forward? So definitely uh, interesting times for sure. Um, but one thing that has not been delayed, that's not been pushed back, anything like that, is Lego Super Mario. Um, there, we just keep getting more and more information about Lego Super Mario. And now we have uh, information about the Super Mario power-up packs that are going to be available. Uh, so not only can you build all these worlds and all these different things with the expansion sets and everything else, you can actually change Mario's uh, traditional suit for the fire suit, the propeller suit, the cat suit, or the builder suit. So all of these different suits that are going to be uh, available uh, for you to, to wear. So um, all of them have different uh, abilities. So you can, with a Fire Mario, you can shoot fireballs. Of course, uh, Propeller Mario allows you to collect coins when he flies in the air. So I guess you just lift him up and he collects coins. Um, and then uh, Cat Mario allows you to climb walls to get more coins. So like, there's just there's some incentive. Of course, you can just climb a wall with a regular Mario, but you don't get coins. And then, of course, uh, of course, Builder Mario allows you to ground pound uh, the ground to, of course, collect more point coins. So, um, yeah, all about collecting different coins uh, with the different suits, three different suits. They're all coming out on August 1st. So it's still all set on August 1st. Um, I'm interested to see, like, we would talk about this. It seems like every other episode, there's another, there's another uh, um, update and everything. Is this the update that finally convinces you to go after it? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I really love the builder costume as that's uh, obviously directly inspired from Mario Maker. So that was definitely really cool. Um, still kind of on the fence if I'm going to be getting the Lego stuff to begin with, but that's certainly definitely something that will be pushing me more to be more interested to try and get it because it's just so adorable. Nice, nice. Barry, you adding this to your collection? I made the decision to not get this set Ooh. simply because I would want to build them and they take up a lot of room 
room is something I don't have. <laughs> my Labo sets are still in box for that very reason, not because I don't want to give them a try. I just know that they're going to take up more room. I showed this to my wife. She looked at me, looked back at it, and was just like, mm, no. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's physical DLC. Uh, I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. And, and it's cute. And it's novel, and it's, of course it's blind bag. So, and it's gonna be expensive because it's Lego. Uh, and it's like you know, I could get these and have them sit and collect dust, or I could buy something I'm gonna enjoy, <laughs> and and save that set and let a kid get it. Now, if we had kids, uh, that would be different. But I can totally see Builder Mario being broken very quickly. Was kids slam him down? <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was, but let's take this toy and just slam it down that's gonna break a propeller mario is gonna be um, flying across the room so. oh yeah um, look mommy he flies <laughs> Ooh, lean right into the tv how many coins can i collect if i just send him launched across the yard <laughs> get a slingshot yeah mm, you know. <laughs> to be fair they are legos legos are not like something like you super glue together sure. like it's meant to be taken apart and put it back together yeah but these are electronic too <laughs> I mean, that's why you have Builder Mario. He's got to reconstruct your Lego after you're done breaking everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let us know what you guys are, what you're thinking about uh, in the, the chat, the comments later. Are you going to be buying Lego Super Mario? Jake just says he's still not going to get it. Um, I, I'm, I'm still saying that the thing that would convince me is actually a different set altogether. I want to build Peach's castle. I want to build Bowser's castle. I want that kind of set yes. that, uh, now, that actually would be build different. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That would be different. And if they did like a Lego Zelda with Hyrule Castle, mm. that I would be mm. purchasing. And that I would be awesome. building and displaying. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is just one of those where I'm going to have to do a pass. I'm happy for the kids that are going to enjoy this. If I was a kid, I would be asking for this probably. If I had kids, I'd be getting it for them. Mm. But for me, it's a pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, moving on to a slightly different topic. Um very different topic. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has an online tournament coming up soon. Uh, Greg, you want to give us some details about what's going on with this tournament? Sure. So um, Nintendo tweeted out on uh, Twitter, obviously, <laughs> that's where you tweet, <laughs> that there was going to be a, there'll be a new um, Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, uh, tournament that's for open. Anyone can register and join. Like they have provided like a link. It's like a Battlefly dot com slash super or super smash bros 2020 and you can find out the details there there's like different regions and they're um having the playoff um days on over the weekends and so it kicks off on may 30th with region seven and eight um beginning at uh 8 a.m pacific time and pretty much used to kind of play all throughout the day and then like i guess you get points for the number of wins and everything like that against uh the people that you play against so they'll be taking like the top few people from each region to have like a more of like a structured like tournament size where it's like a ladder like tournament then mm. so nice that's pretty much it from that point um i don't know if you guys are still playing smash brothers or would be signing up for it at all or even bothered to see what region you'd be in nope <laughs> <laughs> i'm still playing occasionally but i'm not tournament worthy like i don't need to go on to the terrible internet and get my butt kicked um it's just one of those things where i play way more casually so 
Yeah, yeah. I have to I have to keep my uh, perfect record of uh, zero matches lost <laughs> yeah. going. So nice. <laughs> I don't want to participate in a tournament and <laughs> risk embarrassing some people like zero and <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I played in I'm a sure few. Shaking in their boots. I'm sure they are. They are like, oh, they were listening. They're listening tonight, and they're like, oh, I'm so glad Greg's not participating in this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the prizes are pretty cool. You get like a you can win a code for this. Fighters Pass Volume Two, and also code for Splatoon Two, along with Arms. So that is kind of neat to get some free games there. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, I've only competed in uh, a couple Smash Brothers tournaments. Um, only one that was actually um, sanctioned or whatever by Nintendo, and that was actually in uh, right before the uh, Wii uh, game came out. Um, with a uh, brawl and we actually get to play it early and everything. Um, I made it into round two <laughs> and then I lost. So, um, but yeah, the, those, the professionals are, are not professionals, but some of them are, um, but those guys are just amazing. Um, I'm interested. I think, I mean, that's all they can do right now is, is play online, but, but Greg, do you think the, the online, their servers can handle this? I mean, most eh. likely not. <laughs> Especially without anyone really working there to maintain them, <laughs> right? See, Greg, Greg, you say that, but you've never even played it online, <laughs> so you don't know how bad it is. Oh, I've experienced uh, Animal Crossing online to know it's not bad. Animal yeah. Crossing works online. Yeah, it's a whole lot better. Yeah, I, I've only played. I've heard all this. Yeah, yeah there's I've... lots of horror stories about people complaining about the lag and everything. I've read that like. So probably almost a new post each day. Somebody's saying complaining about lag. Yeah, it's okay for the most part. One on one, it's it's decent, and I, th- and I think doing a tournament like that, it's going to be okay. But if they were going to say one on one on one on one, like four player tournament, whoo, it, it'd just be it'd be the best one who can overcome the lag. That's about it. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, so that's, that's that. Uh, but then let's, let's move on to a different story. Uh, a little story that involves a little game that I think Barry might have heard of. Um, maybe, maybe. uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. You've heard of that game, right? Yeah. 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 Um, definitive editions coming out on May 29th. Um, and, and it's supposed to, you know, bring all the, the classic gameplay from the Wii version and, and and the updates from the 3ds and even more and all this stuff, but uh, but but we got a problem. We got a problem, Barry. Um, kinda, kinda, yes, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Something's going on with this handheld version. <laughs> well, I mean, it, look. Anytime you take uh, a AAA game and you put it to handheld, it's not going to run as smoothly as docked. I mean, they've proven this already. And, you know, the people who are, are surprised by this are people who didn't play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is, looks terrible when you play it handheld. It does, just it, does. does it still? Because I know they updated it. I have not tried it since the beginning. Okay. So I don't know. They could have updated it. But when the game launched, it looked terrible and ran very poorly when, when you had it handheld. When you docked, gorgeous. So... It's going to be the same kind of deal here. And to me, that, that goes with, with saying. I mean, it, you're going to have lesser frame rate. 
you're gonna have weaker graphics. Um, apparently, when it's docked, it's gonna run between 504p and 720p. Handheld is gonna be between 378 and 540. So naturally, the resolution is significantly worse when in handheld. Um, the game runs at 50, uh, you know, FPS. And uh, that's cool. Some people prefer 60. To me, I'm not one of those people that can really see the difference as long as it's steady. Yeah. When it's dipping, then I notice. Um, the game is big and beautiful. And, I mean, the, the Wii game already was huge. They're adding to it. They redid all the graphics. You can't expect a AAA console game to run 100% perfectly or look 100% perfectly on the handheld. No, you just you can't and i mean the 3ds was the same thing if you played the game on the 3ds or the new 3ds because you had to it was the worst version of that game so to me this is is really a given this this is like water is wet you should expect this <laughs> um these games are not you know cutesy mario platformers you know these games are are big detailed worlds and even if you look at breath of the wild that game's beautiful, and it runs really well handheld. But you compare Breath of the Wild's Hyrule field to, like, Gormont from Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2. Um, it's night and day difference. You know, Hyrule field has enemies, but they're in, like, small little groups. You know, Xenoblade has monsters just roaming all different levels, different sizes, birds flying through you know, water effects. Like, it's so alive. And you know this. You've played Torna to a point. You know how alive the world is. I do. And Torna and looked good on handheld, though. Torna was also a smaller scale. Mm. Even even when you went to um, those the, the, the Titans, they are smaller. Mm. Like, they had spots blocked off that were there in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, uh, okay. So... so they made it smaller. Okay, so it's interesting to me though, because like, because it seems from from the, the the even the graphics that I've seen and the, the images and stuff, it seems like they they rebuilt this game from the ground up almost. Mm -hmm. they so did. No, they so did. why is it still having those issues? Is what I want to know. If because they, they built Torna from the ground up, like why why not make it so it would run optimized on the Switch and and get my guess. Because they just wanted it to be as pretty as possible, and they made it run on a high-end PC, and said, "Oh crap, we gotta tone it down now for the Switch." Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, Game Explain did uh, um, a comparison video. I got a, an image uh, from them uh, up here. You can actually see um, on on the left is the undocked, the the right is the docked version. Um, so, if you haven't seen that yet, um, here's a quick. Uh, image, but I would encourage you guys to go look at their, check out their videos um, to to watch more and, and find out more about what the comparison uh, really is. Greg, do you think this is a, a big deal, um, or or is this just one of those those things that just happens with a game like this? It almost seems like it does kind of just kind of didn't like Breath of the Wild kind of like have some issues too, like it kind of might have had a drop, and obviously like the battery life was like really awful like in handheld mode and i know that's a very expensive game similar to xenoblade so i know like xenoblade obviously has a lot more stuff on screen like barry was just saying the big monsters and battles and stuff that 
is going on in the distance in addition, in addition to the normal elements, like you were saying, like the birds and trees kind of like blowing in the wind and flying around. So to me, it kind of seems not, it's not as surprising because usually, I guess when you're playing handheld, you kind of expect like the battery is going to be taking a toll because it's like a massive game trying to handle. And also the switch screen is not exactly 1080p either, like most people's television sets. So I can kind of understand like it, I know it's not even hitting like the 720, which is like the main limit. Like Jigster and I were kind of talking a little bit in Discord a little bit about that. And I don't know, as long as it's not like noticeably dropping and just kind of like playing, like fizzing around where it affects like your movements and battle sequence, then it's almost kind of like as expected to me that handheld just kind of has to suffer for such a massive project like this. Yeah. Jakester says uh, that he thinks it'll be patched in the first month uh, and he won't care. He'll be playing in docked the whole time. I think since they did patch uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it seems like a, a patch is probably going to be on the way for for one as well. Um, Barry, as someone that's played it, would you recommend like playing on the go at all anyway? Or is this a game that really needs to be played on a TV? If that's the only way you can play it, then absolutely yes. Hands down still. Because this is just one of those masterpiece games that should be experienced by everybody. And, and I do know, for you two, who didn't play the first one, and, and I know Greg wasn't really a fan of the battle system for what little he played, they're actually adding a casual mode. They're adding a, a lower difficulty for you to enjoy the story. Perfect for you two. And I'll be honest, I'm going to play playing it on casual mode too. <laughs> Uh, I already play, beat it once. I'm just really, it's more like a refresher for me mm. so that I can do the extra content with a fresh mind. But perfect for you guys to jump in there and experience this game because I think you really need to. <laughs> if it like removes the battle system and makes it like a normal turn based battle system, that would be perfect. Like, no. I get a turn, I get to attack you, and then you get to take a hit. That, and then that you takes turn, away the you get to attack game. me, and then that's. That's like playing a Mario game where you can't jump or move to the right. <laughs> I, I really, I, I enjoyed the the new battle system though that that is in Torna and and those. I comparing the the original one to that one, I think it's it's head and shoulders over over the old one for sure. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So do we know? Did they update the battle system for Definitive Edition or is it still the same? Uh, I think it's the same. Okay, <clears throat> I, I agree with you. I, I like Xenoblade Chronicles 1's battle system. I like 2's better, and I like Torna's even better. Mm. Um, although I will say, like, 2's, it starts off really slow. Mm. And it's like one of those things where it's like you're playing, it's like, oh, it auto-attacks. So all I have to do is hit skills, and I have to wait for it to fill up. And, oh, this is kind of boring. And you're absolutely right. But it gets to the point where you start chaining skills and switching out your blades and it, you don't have those downtimes you're constantly doing things by the end and you you start with all all your skills instantly up and you're in like, it just it mm. goes so quickly so it's it's a slow burn nice and i think as xenoblade from what i remember the first one it's like that too like you start off with just like one or two skills and it's like oh this is kind of boring. And then you start doing the chain skills and you, you know, it just gets more involved as it goes on. Mm -hmm. They don't throw you into the fire. They build you up to it. Gotcha. This is probably also why I got turned away from Dragalia Lost. It's kind of like that same kind of con like combat system. Obviously that one's super simplified oh, yeah. and only very minimal buttons. But I think that's why I was turned away from Xenoblade because I don't really like these group tactics like 
and like in real time type combats. Like mm. I'm really used to the retro Final Fantasy mm. and Dragon Quest um, battle system where, like I was saying, you take a turn, enemies get a turn. You take a turn, and that's much simpler for me. Even like Fire Emblem is the battles are like that mm. too. So that's interesting. Yeah, I still think you should try it in casual mode. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually switched over because I was, you know, a big fan of that. But when it's done well, I feel like it's so much more modern. I, I like the the active. Um, it's mm-hmm. like it's a combination between turn based and not, and it's it's fun. It, it feels like I'm actually more in control of of what's going on, and it feels, even though it's <clears throat> clearly a fantasy world, um, it feels more realistic than you know. Normally, you get into battle, you're like, okay, you go. Pick your best move. All right, now it's my turn. Here you go. <laughs> like it's well, a little more realistic when you're fighting that, at the same time. Did away with that in like Final Fantasy when four yeah. came out with the ATB system. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of it. It was, hey, enemies can still go if you're sitting there thinking about you want to what you want to do. Right. Um, <laughs> Way too long. So, I mean, you look at Zelda games. Zelda games mm-hmm. are action adventure. Yep. There's no turn base, and games, was, yeah. you know, games like was, Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana are very much the same. Mm-hmm. They just involve parties. Yeah, if Breath of the Wilds was got more complex, it might have actually turned me away from the game. So mm. I was thankful that it was kind of simplified and it was just a single character interacting. Because I'll be the first to tell you that I beat the game without using the Fury Rush and like the Shield Reflect and stuff. And some stuff was really hard. That's why I never ended up fighting like the Lionels, just because it was more like that long-term like battle where you're just like, constantly scrolling through items and changing around and moving all over the place. That, that was way too extreme for me. I just hmm. prefer just like, oh, there's just like a Bokoblin. Bam, bam, bam. You're down. Like, <laughs> nice. Nothing wrong with that. But still give Xenoblade a try. That's the whole point of the casual mode. There you go. That's true. So uh, the big bosses are what scares me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Jakester says like he wants me to stream Xenoblade in casual mode. It's it's the difficulty is not what keeps me away. <laughs> like, and and honestly, I would play Xenoblade except for I still had to finish Torna and I still have Xenoblade Chronicles X that I still have so much to go back on. Like adding another game that's going to be having to sink that many hours in. It has nothing to do with the difficulty. Um, I could get to. I could get to understand the the battle system and everything like that, but yeah, it has to do with the fact that I have two other Xenoblade games that I have not finished yet. That's why I'm not jumping on it just yet. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, so, a couple quick things here at the end uh, as we as we kind of turn the page to wrapping up soon. The NES and SNES uh, online service has been updated yet again. Um, I think the last time we get an update was back in January, I believe. Uh, maybe February. I think February. Um, we got three new SNES games, one new NES game. Uh, we got on SNES, we got Wild Guns, Penal de Pon, and Operation Logic Bomb. And on NES, we got Rygar. Um, what do you guys think about this update? Um, in general, any games that you're excited to play, I think they just launched on the 20th. So just a few days ago is when they came out. Um, what do you, what do you think, Greg? So what do you think? Yeah, not my first picks for those games, but obviously more is better than less. So yeah. Yeah. Barry, what do you think? Uh, I mean, there are odd choices of games, uh, especially wild guns which is a very expensive Super Nintendo game. So it's great to see, uh, you know, people, you know, the ability for people to play it without spending hundreds of dollars in the cart. 
But there's also the remastered re-release of the game on the Switch. So right. it's kind of interesting that, okay, you can play the lesser version now versus the remaster. Um, I think they're solid choices, but again, they're missing that big hook. Mm. These games are perfect to include as long as you have one big drawn title. Yeah. Penal de Pond is probably the most exciting there uh, for those in America that maybe don't recognize that name. Um, it's Tetris Attack or the Pokemon mm-hmm. Puzzle Challenge or Puzzle League um, that was released. You know, here they they changed the name. It's it's a fantastic fantastic puzzle game. Uh, I believe that's also where uh, Lipstick comes from from Smash Brothers. Yes, yes, the item, and uh, it's just it's just an awesome game. So I'm happy to see that there, you know, and they probably couldn't do Tetris Attack because of the Tetris license, you know, even though it had Yoshi and all that, it's still the Tetris name. Mm-hmm. So this is their way of getting around that by releasing the original version of that. Yeah. But yeah, they're good games. They're, they're not going to drive <laughs> people to sign up. Uh, I think they're, they're sorely lacking a hook game, and I, it just... Uh, it makes me wonder why. why. Why is there no hook game? And you could say, well, licensing is hard, but all of these are licensed games with the exception of Paddle de Pond, which is Nintendo. What the heck? Where are the DKC games? And, and you know, yeah. like I understand, like some people go, where's the Mega Man games? And, you know, where's the Street Fighter games? And you're not going to see those. There's a Mega Man collection already, there's a Street Fighter collection already. Like anytime there's already a collection of games, on the system, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that to compete. So it makes yeah. sense. But there's there's still other Nintendo titles that they have not brought. Uh, I know Jakester is dying for Earthbound. <laughs> I'm only hoping they're not doing Earthbound because there's, there's a mother collection coming, which is acceptable why Earthbound is not there. Um, but still, yeah. it just it feels like they added Super Nintendo, and now we're getting less games mm-hmm. less often and they're not like, oh my god, these are the games we want yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like a, a priority for for them anymore. Um, which makes me wonder if we're actually ever going to see N64 games on there at all, or if they're just going to like let this peter out. And it, I don't know. It, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I personally, I'm excited for Rygar. Um, I'm one of the, I think, the few people that I've heard um, that's excited about that game. It's a game that I played a lot with a with a couple friends when I was uh, younger, and uh, it'd be great to to experience that game again i have it uh, as a cartridge but again i have to hook up my nes and all that stuff but uh it'd be cool to like fire up and and play through a little bit but um but yeah it'd be great to to see some of those other games on there as well not a bad selection but i'd like to see them come out a lot more often and uh and a lot bigger bigger games uh again like you said jakester says uh no earthbound so he's still boycotting the uh nes <laughs> online apparently so did you play the uh wii game the rygar wii game no i didn't i heard really yeah, bad things about it so i uh i Maybe avoided it play that one time for stream um, <laughs> yeah i'll have to find it first <laughs> Um, it's probably not very difficult to find. Um, it's no. probably pretty cheap. Um, so, uh, last quick, uh, thing that I, I want to mention before we, before we kind of turn the page and look forward to the next couple of weeks is that, uh, the Super Nintendo World, 
that we're all really excited about uh, eventually coming out. The theme park that's going to hit the Universal Studios. Uh, a, a guy on Twitter by the username at WRXVABC. I have no idea what that stands for. But uh, he took some photos of the uh, construction of... Uh, Super Nintendo World over in um, in in Japan, and uh, even though everything's shut down, they've still been able to work on the uh, the the park. And it seems like there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. I'm not going to click into those because uh, they are there, and also I don't want to alienate all of our our um, our audio only listeners. But they're on they're on the on Twitter, and I've I've got that pulled up. You can just go to that guy's uh, Twitter and, and see a whole lot more detailed on those images. Um, but you're able to see a lot of really cool stuff um, that just, it looks so surreal from all the images that we've seen uh, of what it's supposed to look like and to see it actually in, in person in a way um, is so, so cool. Did you guys get to, a chance to check out these these photos and and what do you think of you? Did, Greg, did you get to? No, I, no, I, I didn't even realize it. Uh. <laughs> But that is really cool that they're out there. I might want to take some, take a look at it. Yeah, Barry, did you get it a doesn't chance? really surprise me. They're still working on them because I'm betting like Disney is in the same kind of boat, mm-hmm. still re like working on their projects and stuff inside the parks, even though like they're not really open to the public. So, yeah, Barry, did you get a chance to see them? Uh, no. What is it? W R X N A B C. Uh, W R X V A B C. Oh, v. Yeah. So yeah, I want, I want to take a look. At the the, like the photos bigger. are from far away, um, but you can see Peach's castle. You can see Bowser's castle. You can see the 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 one where um, it looked like a, a just taken out of Super Mario World or 3D World or something oh, like that. Wow. Um, the you can see the Goombas on there and the clouds that are supposed to be moving around and everything. It's so cool to see Mario World is just like in real life um so yeah we we have nothing on on the united states uh you know super Mar- super nintendo world yet but i am so pumped after seeing this because it's becoming that much more of a reality yeah that little bowser's castle is so cute oh my god yeah is that that roller coaster that's there that's not part of it right that's- no that's uh that's a part of another thing so you can actually see um the wizarding world of harry potter is kind of like off to the right as well um oh yeah so you can set it kind of see the castle there and stuff like that so um hoping that you know once you're in there you don't i think they've built it up enough around the edges where you don't really see um the rest of, of universal studios while you're there hopefully um but it is it's pretty cool to uh to to see you know it's, it's coming along i really hope someone's able to like fly a drone over there and and uh and get some really high quality footage um so if you're over there in japan any, any listeners or viewers uh we would love that um send it to us um i have no money to give you but uh i will give you <laughs> lots of props and shout outs on our podcast <laughs> Uh, Jake's are saying, can we post in the Discord? Uh, of course I can post in the Discord. I'll post it in the, the chat right now too. Um, you guys, I think that should pop up, uh, as well. And then, um, okay. yeah, I'll post it in the, uh, the disc, we can post it in the Discord later. So yeah, um, check that out. Uh, give, give that guy, uh, WRXVABC on Twitter some love, uh, like his tweet, share it out and everything. Um, that's awesome that he got that, uh, that there. Um, all right. So 
before we before we jump into the next couple of weeks, what we're looking forward to, um, we just want to take a moment just to thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for hitting that bell. Thanks for sharing this with other people. Um, again, thanks for joining in the chat room live. We love hearing what you guys think about all the news that we talk about. So thanks for for joining in the discussion tonight. Um, as as Jakester is asking, you know, post in the Discord. That's where we want to go for conversations between the shows. So if you haven't joined our Discord, make sure you check that out in our uh, uh, information down below the video, um, our show notes on the on the podcast, just head to nintendofuse.com. You'll see the link there. Um, we would love to have you guys join in all that. All right. So there's uh, there's been there's been a, a trend the last few episodes that we've been like, hey, um, there's not much coming out in the next couple of weeks. So are you guys going to be playing anything at all? Maybe you're going back to your backlog. Next couple of weeks is not the case. Um, there's some big games coming out. Uh, so I'm going to scroll through here. You guys can see them as well. But uh, I figured I'd just mention a few of them. Minecraft Dungeons came out today. Shantae and the Seven Sirens comes out on May 29th. May, or sorry, May 28th. May 29th is a big day because Bioshock Collection, XCOM 2 Collection, Borderlands Legendary Collection, all come out on May 29th, along with the Borderlands and Bioshock individual games. Uh, Xenoblade's Chronicles Definitive, Definitive Works Edition uh, comes out on also on May 29th. Warhammer 40,000 Mechanicus comes out sometime in May, so we're assuming it's in the next couple weeks. Uh, the Outer Worlds comes out on June 5th, and a game that I am particularly excited about, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, also comes out on June 5th. What are you guys excited about? Any of those or anything that I that I overlooked? Barry, what are you what are you excited about over the next couple of weeks? Uh wow. Um really? Uh, <laughs> Chronicles, Clubhouse <laughs> Games. I mean, those those are two really, really big ones that I'm really excited for. Um uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens uh, looks great. Uh I still have yet to play the Shantae games. I have them. Uh I know it's gonna be good. I have high high uh, confidence in that, so I'm happy for those fans. Uh, the 2K games are all older games, and, and there are mm. some great games in there. Uh, you know, Bioshock and, and Borderlands and stuff. I'm really sour about their physical releases, though, and 2K is getting a lot of slack for mm. it, as they should be because they're very, very cheap. Um, so, yeah, in the Outer Worlds, it's I've heard good things about that. Uh, I probably won't delve into that. Uh, I'll definitely still be playing Xenoblade. But uh, I'm glad to see that finally hitting uh, the switch. Nice, nice, Greg. What are you uh, What are you excited about over the next couple of weeks? Probably just the clubhouse games for the most part. I've been trying to find more on like the Bioshock games and Borderlands, and I don't know if those are the kinds of games that I would really enjoy. So I'm still kind of like looking into them. Maybe I'm there's something I'm not seeing that I normally might actually like it or not, but. It's really great to still see all these games finally starting to come out. I think we had actually heard about these in the last uh, Nintendo Direct or something, right? <laughs> so it's like yeah. good to know that these games are finally hitting the store shelves now. So, uh -huh. yeah, for sure. Um, again, Clubhouse Games uh, like was a huge fan of of that game on DS. Played it a ton, and so uh, really excited about that one to come out. Um, and, and excited that they, they did the, um, companion app. So like if, 
you know, you have a friend that you want to play locally that doesn't have it, you can still do the uh, like the download play. That was really cool from the DS game. So it's kind of uh, it's cool that they brought that over, even though the Switch doesn't have it natively. They were able to to bring that over, so that's really cool. Um, and and yeah, the the other games like I haven't played those two K games, and and it's definitely something that I I've thought about numerous times. But again, um, turning into Barry, no time. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, it's it's they may be something that I eventually jump to. The cool thing is they've been out for years and years and I haven't missed anything. So um, eventually if I get to one of those, those times where, you know, I've, I've beaten all the Xenoblade games and I can, you know, sit honestly yeah. say, I don't have much to play right now. They're, they're games that I can always go back to and, and play at some point. Um, and, and who knows, they will be maybe dirt cheap at that point too. Um, but yeah, Shantae is always fun. I don't know if I'm going to get this one, but, uh, but the games that I have played are, are really fun. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, of the next couple of weeks, Clubhouse Games is the one that I, I'm going to be jumping on for sure. I think the fact that neither of you said Xenoblade Chronicles just, just guts me. Like, <laughs> did, like, did you I really expect you, us to, though? I, I, I you, think you need to. <laughs> Were you not paying attention? We talked exclusively about <laughs> I think you, I think you need, need, need to. I'm, I'm, I'm at this, this close to buying it for you guys and making you play it. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh let's go to the chat real quick um dave 97 says clubhouse games looks really promising uh roth is a big fan of clubhouse games as well um and then jakester says that uh he can still work on old 3ds games um he's almost done with link between worlds one of my favorites jake one of my favorites link between worlds is fantastic so yep I definitely uh, echo that. That's one of the best games of our game of the year that year. So, so yeah. good, so good. Um, all right. So, anything else that you guys are looking forward to over the next couple of weeks? Maybe going back or finishing something you have been working on? Uh, any any big stuff that you're that you're looking forward to? Still rehabbing the island on Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we're finally again knee deep in like customizations and making our own design patterns now. So there's still much more going on on our island, and that's probably the main focus of the next two weeks. Hopefully I can try to squeeze some time in for some other games. Nice, nice. Barry, anything uh, anything um, standing out to you? Yeah, i got to finish Trials of Mana. A fantastic, fantastic remake. And uh, always Animal Crossing. Uh, still more to do. I'll probably be... <laughs> I'll probably be getting kicked off of Xenoblade. Just you gotta come get this DIY quickly. Come on, just go. Or I need the one you have. I want trade. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, going back to more Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and I still gotta find an under a dollar game. So I'm sure I'll be <laughs> doing that. Uh, Bouncy I'm Bob. Sure <laughs> no, no. You've already talked about that. Fine. You know what? I'll do Bouncy Bob if you do Xenoblade. Um, under a dollar, sixty dollars. Um, <laughs> crap game and game of this generation. So, takes yeah. five minutes to realize how what I think about it. Takes a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, but but terrible and a lot of fun. So <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to spending more time in Animal Crossing. Um, I, you know, I might have some time over the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to promise anything, but this might be the next couple of weeks. I might actually boot up Torna. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And maybe, maybe surprise you by the next, 
by the next podcast. We'll see. And maybe I'll make Jakester really happy and I might stream the end of it. Who knows? Um, oh my God. But, uh, but yeah, I actually, I forgot to mention this at the, at the very beginning that I, uh, finally, <laughs> I, I've taken Animal Crossing so, so casual and so slow and everything, but I finally went and, and had, uh, KK visited over the weekend. So that was cool. Uh, first time and I got terraforming. So I was playing around with that uh, a little bit earlier today. Like um, I wish I could do more, honestly. Um, really? yeah, there's a few things and maybe I can later. But I well, there's, you have to go. You have to go to the uh, the like the ATM, right? And you purchase. More and I've things. got and I've got the water thing, and I've gotten the the tower or the uh, cliff cliff stuff, yeah. and, and I've gotten a bunch of different um, like pathways and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I want to be able to change my beach area. Oh, you can't do that. That's what I want to do. That's the the couple things that I'm like, oh, it doesn't need to be wide there. I want it just there so I can fit another tree there or something like that, and. That's what I want to be able to do. Each area can't be done, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah. other than that, I think I think it would have also been better if it was easier. And this is weird because I like the free movement overall in the game. But when it comes to building things and terraforming and everything, I wish I could snap to the grid a little better. Because there's a lot of times that I'm like, oh, not there. Oh, shoot. Now I got to tear it down, start, try it again, or I can't get it exactly just right. Um, so I, I wish there was a way to do that or even like force the overhead camera a little more. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it changes it sometimes when you're like in a certain area. But I want to force that overhead camera um, when I'm terraforming. It's capable of doing it. Totally. So let's, let's have us do it. Yeah. it. That's again, it's another Nintendo one step forward, two steps backwards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where I am with uh, with Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, just slowly going along. So I'll be playing that probably a whole lot the next couple of weeks. Of course, Rocket League. But uh, but maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll actually boot up Torna. No promises. We'll see. Maybe that'd be for like our special 200th episode. Maybe I'll actually be able to tell you that I finished Torna. <laughs> if, if you're if you're just dragging that carrot on that stick, man, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come out to Colorado uh, and have some words, you and I. Uh, can you travel now? <laughs> I, I'll walk if I have to. <laughs> walk from Jersey to Colorado. You, hey, I could drive. All right, we're allowed to drive. That's true. Maybe you can't fly, but I will drive. <laughs> you can stop by and see uh, Greg on the way. I'll, I'll pick him up and beat both of you down. Yes. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> I'll make I'll make him play the, the new 3DS version on the way over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you already told him it was bad. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh boy! Why well, uh, you just got the Wii and hook it up to a TV in your car? If you're that that. <laughs> well, well, that. There you go. Well, thank you guys. Victor wants to come with me. Easy to come it? in. There you go. Done. <laughs> Nintendo Fuse tour. <laughs> you heard it here first. Don't count on it, but it might happen. Probably not. Uh, as <laughs> uh anyway uh thank you guys for tuning in tonight it's been great to talk games as usual uh thanks to everybody for joining in the chat um uh, just remember to subscribe share this uh hit the bell on youtube all those those little things that just help us um and it helps us as a community it's not just us us three but um it also helps us as a community to kind of grow a little bigger and and have more people that just enjoy nintendo enjoy video games to, to join in the conversations and it's just more fun uh, so, um, thank you guys for doing all those things. Be sure to tune in on June 9th. It's going to be our next episode. 
Unfortunately, it's a sad day though, because that would normally be a time where we're in full-on E3 discussion, but not yep. so much this year. But I'm sure we'll find some things to talk about, uh, as as we usually do. I mean, hey, there was a bunch of stuff to talk about this time, even without E3. Yeah. So, so I'm sure there'd be some things, but it, it's going to be a weird, it's going to be a weird June for sure without without E3. But uh, but June 9th, we'll be back again for episode 199. But uh, until then, happy gaming, everybody.